Hi and welcome to Soulscape. I'm Jodie, the founder of Solstice, and today we are continuing our Arcana series. That's where we use the 22 major Arcana tarot cards to facilitate conversations about life, growth and transformation. Today we are looking at the seventh card in the pack, which has the number six on, and it is The Lovers, and I'm joined by Audrey and B. Hi guys. Hello. Once again. Hi B. Hi Jody. Hello. Hello friends. <laughs> Hello lovers. Extended friends. <laughs> <laughs> this one's to all you lovers out there. <laughs> this episode is to all you lovers out there. We all just like glanced up at the lovers <laughs> yeah. card. It has a little bit of nudity in it. Yeah. Um, X-rated. On the weekend, um, I brought um, my two sons in. <laughs> <laughs> We brought them into the shop, shop. and and they were we they we spent an, about an hour and they were going through every card testing B saying and what's this card and what's this card and what's this card and then it came to the lover lovers and Kobe just like burst into hysterics like Willie <laughs> when they were going it's a bit sussy it's a what? bit sussy <laughs> sussy sussy yeah like sus like suspect yeah like it's it's sus. They know okay, more like, lingo than sassy. I do. <laughs> That's so funny. It was hilarious. Like, every card with nudity, they were like, oh, sassy. sassy. <laughs> like anyone with whose boobs were out. They're like, it's a bit sassy. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a bit raunchy. Yeah. Well, it's raunchy, you know it's what? sassy. Your kids do know that B is our in-house tarot yeah. expert. <laughs> so they knew who to go to yep. to get the goods, you know, get all the info. So B, do you want to give us a little lowdown on the lover's card? It's busy, busy, busy in okay. this card. What can I say? We're post Hierophant. We've we've taken the shift, and we're in a very different part of the journey now. Mm. Um, welcome everybody to the lovers. I'm so excited. What a wonderful place to be. Um, number six. First thing we're greeted with very balanced number three and three, creation and creation equals six three being the number of creation um so there's a big old beating sun in the background so there's a lot of positivity associated with this card we're in a really nice place we're actually in the garden of eden to continue on the religious imagery um what we see is uh primarily if we're working our way down from the number six with the big sun in the background we have the Archangel Raphael, um, who is overseeing this lovely time in the Garden of Eden. Um, he sort of emerges from a cloud, which is in the middle of the card. And then to the left, we have Eve, who stands naked in front of the Tree of Wisdom. I believe that's the one with the apples on it. And behind her is the serpent, ready to tempt her. And then on the other side, we have um, Adam, who stands in front of the burning bush of passion and desire. And in between them is a nice, like, skin-coloured mountain, which is pretty turgid and erect. <laughs> which it looks like a nipple. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> symbolic of the very charged nature of what's going on in this card. Um, this card is ruled by Gemini, 
um, the twins. So there's a lot about duality here and uh, the power of two. But there's also this divine force that is, you know, noted by the Archangel Raphael. So in terms of imagery, the angel looks down at both of them. Adam looks at Eve and Eve looks up at the angel. So there's this kind of nice triangle of something that's going on between them all. So there's a flow of um, energy between um, the masculine pre-conscious mind, um, the feminine subconscious mind, and then the divine superconscious mind. So whilst this card is on the one hand about um, literally spiritual union with somebody else and the very human desire um, about how we all long to merge with somebody else because that has the power to bring out the best in us but also has the power to bring out the worst in us in that romantic sense is one aspect of the card but this card also can speak to the union between the masculine and feminine aspects of ourselves and it sort of speaks to how the relationship that we have with ourselves will affect the relationship that we have with other people. The fact that they're both naked is all about vulnerability um, and how we need to be vulnerable in order for relationships to work. And yeah, there's there's a lot to this card. Um, I kind of feel like that carries on a little bit from the hierophant yeah <clears throat> we were talking about the the connection between yourself and others and how there were two people in the hierophant but they were down below mm -hmm. and now they're up facing us there and it's almost like a a, a step on which i guess it is but mm -hmm. the um what did you just say the connection between yourself and others yeah yeah and how we're saying um in the hierophant that when you're more connected to yourself you can be more connected to others mm. exactly um one aspect of this card as well is in relationships how we might go for somebody or we might be attracted to people who possess qualities that we have denied ourselves so it's kind Amen. of men yeah yeah <laughs> big amen yes yeah yes so it, it's it sort of speaks to like wanting union and, and harmony and it's interesting i i remember talking to the tantrice oh uh, the one and only danielle um, about sex because this is a you know a very sexual card it's probably one of the only sexual cards in the deck apart from maybe the two of cups which is maybe more emotional union but the hierophant can also because it's ceremony it can also represent a wedding mm. so this can be like you know the wedding night almost the, the sex that would follow yeah consummation here we go and she was speaking about how how sex can be the most healing thing especially for a well, for, for anybody but we were talking about the feminine and she was talking she was telling me that the male form the male i can't remember what she the male lingam <laughs> and the woman's yoni 
when they connect, if they're charged with good intentions and they come from a healed place and not um not a place of like lack and abandonment and fear if they're healed it's the most healing thing for a woman for for a yoni to connect with a lingam that is charged with positivity and 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 goodness so interesting yeah i mean obviously we can name the elephant in the room that this is very heterosexual heterocentric obviously the card yeah and the the spiritual practice but yeah yeah there's something um, to it it's i suppose yeah if you're any genitalia that connects to the other because when you have sex in whatever way you have sex it's it's an energy exchange Mm -hmm. and you you are creating an exchange with whoever it is that you are connecting with and um i think one question that this card poses is um just quite simply to think of someone that you find really sexually attractive and what is it that you find so attractive about them Mm. it's interesting that that this all comes up with the lovers i think there's something about connection something about uh two people both in their separate entities but also merged in some way Mm -hmm. and i guess it was making me think of because immediately when i saw it i was like wow v hetero like (laughs) very hetero you know Mm. it's not only not only hetero but you're seeing in a binary sense you're seeing anatomically someone's external genitalia and the anatomical binaries of like xx xy chromosomes we can assume we don't know we don't know their insides or their hormonal composition (laughs) um but and then we're seeing them put under the label of the lovers as this archetype of love of connection is between um person with boobs (laughs) <laughs> and person with penis <laughs> you know and it's funny how we still giggle from that stuff like even when you were saying <laughs> like like yoni and lingam i was still like, <laughs> like it still mm. makes me laugh like anyways um yeah. but i'm i'm seeing that and i'm i guess when i was researching for this episode i was thinking about uh all types of relationships platonic romantic professional uh and even um the therapeutic relationship and uh, I was looking, I was thinking about what's created in between and uh, as an almost qualified therapist, I guess I'm curious about uh, working one-to-one with someone and with honesty, clear communications, um, verbal or written contract, but also personal contract about what this is and what's created in between. What What is this in between about? And how do you separate them are they separate entities or is there something we create together in a partnership and unionship of some sort and then i was thinking about like uh psychodynamic concepts of like transference and counter-transference and that's the idea of transference being that the basically it's the projection of your feelings your past experiences your unconscious feelings onto person in front of you and that can be done from the client's perspective, but also from the therapist's perspective back to the client. And there's a lot of data in the transference about the therapeutic relationship and therefore also about the client and how to kind of best support them. 
But then I'm thinking about, and that really transference is mostly only used in the psychological con like uh, context. But I was thinking about transference with everyday life with people, and what's what's happening in between the lovers. You know, is this the erect mountain in the background? Is that representing something? What's happening in this merge of two people, regardless of if it's physical or not, of a merge? And that was like what was really sticking out to me about what the lovers might mean. It's it's about relationship. It's about connecting on a one-to-one -one level with someone other than self. And therefore, how do you... S like, what are the... I guess about thinking about porosity of ourselves and of other human and how how can we separate ourselves is the skin what keeps us separate or do we share other do we share air because we do share air do we share liquids sometimes we share liquids <laughs> you know do we it's strange but it's like we do there is a exchange happening regardless of if it's sexual or not with everyone one-to-one -one. i did wonder when we when i first saw this card did it mean <clears throat> the lovers as in actually it has to be a relationship like a a love relationship or does it mean all relationships like friendships um family but i don't know as a tarot is it just specific to a um a love relationship I think the thing here is um, vulnerability uh, in in relationships whatever that means to you it's a thing the fact they're naked is um, symbolic to that um, the burning bush is all about desire so there's something about desire here and also the snake which is about temptation um so it's about merging with somebody who is different to you whatever that means to you um archetypically um you know for you know polyamorous people that will mean something very different to uh, monogamous people um but the theme of um vulnerability still rings true and there's something as well about what relationships mean to you and how we can give into relationships sometimes as a way of abandoning ourselves which mm. can happen when we connect with somebody else who may possess qualities that we don't have and don't feel connected to and we yeah. seek have the external mm. version of yeah. it in order to almost like envelop it consume mm. it in some yeah. way so something about external validation could be coming up here um as well as temptation um what does the temptation of being with x person promise you what what sense do you get from that is it a sense of safety comfort decadence maybe you'd feel grounded by being with them um 
And do you feel safe because you, you are safe or do you feel safe because you've gone into a situation that you just know out of habit mm-hmm. and um, and back to the being connected to yourself if you're not if you're veering off being completely connected to who you are what you need and honoring that which is a really hard place to be for a lot of people because all nature nurture all the things that happen to us are you more likely to go into situations and be attracted to lovers friends communities that maybe aren't the best situation for you Mm. yeah yeah there's a there's a lot of mirror themes with with the the devil card which i will show my Mm. my friends in the studio here today so is the devil in this in the pack or is that another pack yeah so the devil is a card that comes up the devil is very much mirrored Mm. yeah Um, what number is the devil 15 okay so we'll get there eventually Mm. yeah (laughs) stay um, tuned for that episode yeah but that that it was making me think and when jody when you were speaking it was making me think about healthy functional relationships versus like dysfunctional relationships and and how actually it's quite a thin line it's it's hard it's really difficult balance to find i think and i think that's what when i was talking about i guess the therapeutic relationship one could see in this is that the therapeutic relationship in essence exists to provide a functional stable container of a relationship and when i was researching the lovers i saw the word container written in that and Mm. it's two people coming together forming a container where trust and confidence is built and that's literally the therapeutic relationship right and so if you think outside of therapy then if you think of functional relationships and how oftentimes it's very unconscious why we're attracted to people and why we find ourselves with people in partnerships romantic non-romantic whatever and a lot of it can be patterns of trauma Mm. without us knowing that and so i guess the veil is quite thin when it comes to that and how do you kind of start to analyze that with people is does something feel familiar like you said is it repetitive is it unsafe where does it sit in your body and how do you decipher from a functional healthy relationship maybe the devil can give us some insight into that as well um, your intuition mm-hmm. I often people are like oh this makes sense like a niggling feeling people have that niggling feeling they they shut it off because oh but this makes sense with all these boxes that I'm ticking or I feel safe in inverted commas Mm-hmm. But that niggling feeling, that gut feeling, is telling you mm, something's not quite right here. Mm-hmm. So then it goes back to the, which one was the intuition? The intuition card. Yeah, like high priestess. high priestess. High priestess, and it's like all of those previous cards that's kind of coming in to to how you then look with going forward in your life, mm. like being connected to yourself, intuition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, something made me think about. I've been watching a lot of 
I, I mean, I always kind of do watch a lot of reality TV, um, especially like uh, dating shows. I think it's <laughs> so funny. There's something so... Uh, I, I watch it almost just to feel something. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, where you're just like, wow, this is really putting me through a lot because the, the amount of cringe that I endure watching these things is incredible. Like I sit there just like active, my whole body cringes. <laughs> Mine's Beverly Housewives. Or, mm. I mean, de- not Desperate Housewives. That was, that was the show. Real Housewives. Real Housewives. Yeah, that's it. Real Housewives. Oh, Kardashian. Some, uh, mm-hmm. Something that I don't have to think very much. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to think very much, which is super nice. So the ones with the dating shows are so interesting because they're so heteronormative, most of them. Mm. Some of them are coming out there, not as much. But they're so heteronormative. Uh, so you're watching people play out also their past patterns, and you're watching people have co- conflicts and fights that are just like, like, it's so black and white for me at least when I watch these things to just see when someone is dysfunctionally communicating with others and like trying to connect and merge with someone in a dysfunctional way or like in a way that's really just like trauma imprints and it's so fascinating part of it's excruciating to watch honestly like I'm I shouldn't be doing this a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's fascinating because you you get an insight I guess into people's minds about how how and why they're picking certain partners right and it when you were saying ticking the boxes it reminded me like you know he's my type on paper (laughs) (laughs) putting all my eggs in one basket you're ticking all the boxes (laughs) ticking all the boxes (laughs) tall dark and handsome (laughs) a little bit cheeky a little bit cheeky a little bit you know (laughs) handsome (laughs) it's so funny and they just they all say the same shit i think that's why it's so funny to me too because and this is where it's so heteronormative and just like follows the classic thing all of the women on there are just like tall i want a guy that's tall dark and handsome he needs to tick all my boxes and all the guys are like you know i want someone that's just like has like a fat ass basically (laughs) it's like where did you get your boxes from yeah they're not your boxes they're somebody else's boxes that they've told you all these you think you need to like that as well yeah it's so fascinating who made up the boxes Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, my type on paper. Yeah, <laughs> and that um, a conversation we were having before as well about um, there was uh, I was explaining it, an episode with I think I've mentioned it on a previous episode of this as well, um, Brene Brown um, with um, Dr. Mark Brackett, and um, the p- um, episode is called Permission to Feel, and he explains about emotional. Is either intelligence or awareness. I can't remember the, the phrase that he uses. And teaching children about that. And if you understand yourself or you understand your emotions, you understand your true feeling, then you're able to cope better in situations. You're able to know what you want, what's right for you, who you connect with better. Um, and society would hopefully be a much better place because we're now... We've got generations and generations of people who are so disconnected from themselves and do what they think they should or don't even know what they think. And so if people had that emotional intelligence, emotional awareness, their relationships, they'd be able to know, feel truly who they connect with. Mm. And then that, when you're saying that, that air in between... Mm-hmm. feel that rather than like right that's that person they tick those boxes mm-hmm. I'll go for that person then it doesn't work mm-hmm. because they're not actually 
feeling. Exactly. And feeling that kind of space in between and equally when things go kind of awry, Mm. things go wrong, when there's conflict, being able to decipher where you are. And sometimes that means taking space, but relationships are triggering. That's, That's what triggers us in life. All relationships can be triggering. And we learn so much in that trigger, through that trigger. And so, like, it's really great to be out there making connections. Like, I guess we're not really meant to be, like, hermits, you know? We're not meant to, like, and I say hermit because it's it's part of tarot as well. But we're not really meant to be always just alone by ourselves all the time. Like, the world involves other people. And other people means connecting to beyond yourself. And then what's in the sauce of that? What, what What's the soup that you're making with someone? Mm. Well, and maybe many people. Mm-hmm. And maybe one person doesn't have to tick all your boxes. You get different things from different people. Mm-hmm. Not as in you have to have lots of relationship, lots of boyfriends, girlfriends. But you can get get some things from some people and some things you can get from your friends or your family that you won't be able to get from your lover. Definitely. And that's okay, and that's actually really beautiful. Mm, definitely. Being able to acknowledge what those things are is sort of, I think, mm-hmm. where the where the wisdom of this is, and basically just being able to hold your own in your relationships, because as we have learned from the Hierophant, we need to be strong in ourselves in order to be in relationship, and we mm-hmm. do learn through relationships as well but it's like they have the power to create or you know destroy and you know a bad relationship can have a a really negative impact Mm -hmm. on us and there's a lot in that experience that I mean there's learning in it but you know, there's, there can be a lot of darkness mm-hmm. in, you know, in a relationship that goes negatively or, um, I don't know if, if it's lustful or deceitful, um, it's like in, in the after deck, which I have here as well, it shows the sort of the moment after, which is where Eve passes the apple to Adam when he's his hand is outstretched he's ready to take it the snake is slithering off in the foreground having been like <laughs> she's gonna eat this apple and the archangel Raphael has a sword kind of at the ready in the top you know before his hands were outstretched in this kind of like divine acceptance and now it's like I'm gonna tear you down like you got you got tempted and mm. now you're gonna be cut from it because it's like what happens if you you know lose yourself in a relationship and you know you kind of get too tempted by it you know Mm. where where do you go where are you Mm -hmm. where are you sorry and i'm sorry (laughs) no but it's it's true it there's something about being in relation to others yet still always in with coming back to self yeah. How do you find ways to come back to self? I think everybody does exactly. it differently. Yeah. But how do you find ways to come back to self while in relation to others? And I think that also can come back to the therapeutic relationship that you were Hugely. talking about, like people, you know, just losing themselves in their therapist and being like, this person is 
you know my source of happiness they're the person who is going to fix me and they're the Mm -hmm. person who's going to make me better and it's like no the therapist is there to hold and contain you while you realize what is lacking within and what all those projections exactly you. and because so those projections are from important. you mm-hmm. yeah so you have it you just don't have access to it because mm-hmm. you're putting it all on the therapist yeah and and hopefully if it's a, a good therapist they'll help you they'll hold it they'll help you hold that yeah and and hopefully challenge that yeah you know? and they won't play into your fantasies no <clears throat> no and they will not play into your fantasies but that's that's on uh quality training and (laughs) and good supervisors (laughs) yeah but you know it's as a as a field i think it's it's important because it's a field that is recognizing how impactful relationships are and is actively holding space for community holding space for people to engage in healthy relationships that's what the purpose is of course there's going to be distortions in that and nothing's perfect but that is the purpose mm. of this field and a healthy relationship with somebody else that if you want to get into a romantic relationship with them and if they're modeling you know healthy boundaries good communication um you know healthy com- you know confrontation where you know, it might, it's a bit horrible, but Mm -hmm. you can work through things together and you're not made to feel guilty. And, you know, that can be healing Mm -hmm. in the same way that a good therapist can help you heal. It's like, oh, you're helping me to realize what's been, you know, lacking in previous relationships. And with collaboration, we can, we can communicate Mm. and we can, you know work through the issues that the world throws at us or yep. not and that's beautiful collaboration isn't it yeah i think that's that is the lovers it's it there's something collaborative it's it's a collaboration yeah how do we engage in that where where's everyone sitting uh at the end of this episode about the lovers it was interesting because at the beginning i thought when you were saying that behind the tree behind the male figure was the you say the passion and the um, burning bush of desire bush of desire and i was thinking ugh, back to that a woman um just finds a man like uh, isn't able to say no and that whole thing of like a woman having to like hide herself so she's not attracted to other people and, all mm. that kind of. and then actually by the end of this episode i'm seeing it as the desire to be so in a relationship and that you lose yourself it's not about cheating and being attracted to it's actually about that you go over to that side so much that you lose part of yourself mm-hmm. and so that the, that the desire is that not like the cheating or the attracted thing mm. and that's on the, the masculine and feminine aspects of the self Mm. because if it wasn't a male and female you might actually see the concept very differently Mm -hmm. if it was two figures genderless genderless (laughs) figures you might actually look at it in the way that i got to at the end from Mm. the beginning rather than Mm. because of what society puts on the man the woman yeah Mm. it's this kind of the notions of yin and yang as well about the self I wonder if anyone will make a fluid tarot deck. 
They might they be already exist. out there. Yeah. yeah. Do they? Yeah. That would be interesting be to amazing. dissect. It's a really, really into. nice one, but I can't remember who the artist is. Really, really cool. And she's done like a comic book series as well. Oh, where cool. Characters, like, Love that. In the deck, sort of go out and do things. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I'm sitting with the, this idea of queering relationships and how there's actually not such a strict definition of what a lover can be because there's lots of ways to there's lots of types of love there's lots of ways to express and feel love and there's lots of different kinds of love and partnerships you can experience with people in a lifetime mm. beyond just romantic partnership and like you said also earlier Jody, about being able to uh create and get different things from different people over the course of a lifetime as well i think is really beautiful because it's way too much pressure to put on another person to be able to fulfill everything you ever want in a relationship in life that just doesn't doesn't really do the thing does it but it's all the people we have around us and who we choose to surround ourselves with and our individual creations with them i'm very different people with different people or i'm a different person with different people you know not a completely different person i don't fully lose myself but we create something new in in the soup in between mm, yeah that is different and i feel different about and i think that's what's quite beautiful about it is that i don't necessarily lose myself but some other part of me shows up here that maybe i didn't think of before or i didn't have there before it's more just in collaboration this is what's bring like getting brought out of me I love that phrase, that what's showing up, because you don't have to show everything all the time. No, it's and just what's showing up. Yeah, so you can show different parts of you in different situations. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fully resonate yeah. with that. Mm. Mm. And you're not, it doesn't mean you're hiding out of it, but you're just... A, Some are more exposed than in different, others, yeah. Yeah, in different situations mm. with different people. Yeah. Some people bring other things out of me, other things of me show up. Mm. Different scenarios. I'm sat with... I'm reminded of a poem by Khalil Gibran on his book, The Prophet, which I happen to have here. Oh, are you going to share a poem if, with um, us? I could end with this nice yes. poem. It's called On Marriage, but I think the themes speak to <clears throat> relationships and love. And I just feel like the content is particularly pertinent to this episode. So this is On Marriage by Khalil Gibran from The Prophet. Then Almitra spoke again and said, And what of marriage, master? And he answered, saying, You were born together, and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when the white wings of death scatter your days. I, you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping for only the hand of life can contain your hearts and stand together yet not too near together for the pillars of the temple stand apart and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow
Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. And with that, uh, we will leave you and leave the lovers behind for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to leave a review or chat to us, you can do so on the podcast platforms or uh, yeah, chat to us at Solstice London on Instagram. It was so lovely chatting with you guys and it was so lovely to have all you listeners listening. Yeah, until next time. Thank you guys. Thank you. Love you, bye. Yes, bye lovers. <laughs> <laughs>